I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. If you're new to the podcast, I'm glad you found us. I'm Michelle. And those of you that are subscribed and been hanging around for a while, walking, running, crawling, flying on this soul path together, welcome back and always great to connect with all of you. Hello in the chat. Thank you. Hear me well. This is the chat grounds the energy, everyone. Amazing beings in the chat. They are my co-hosts, cohorts, co-pilots sound engineers and ground the energy and also a lot of great insight and wisdom, intuitive awareness in the chat also. So ah, so if you're new to the program and you'd want to read it, actually, it's not just if you're new, obviously, but um, if you don't have the number, that's 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press one on the keypad, and that lets me know that you want to get uh, a question or a comment you want to get on air, let me know, let me know. So I've uh, got a great program today. Uh, I've got Kate Hodges, an author that's going to be calling in later from uh, Europe, I think London, actually, my old stomping grounds there. So you want to stick around for that. The first half of the program, I oh, we do a little chat, little awakening dialogue, conversation with callers, people in the chat room. Um, I answer some email questions, and, of course, we do readings. And, again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Um, please remember to press 1 um, because that puts a little highlight notification on the switchboard. So this Saturday, if you've been wondering if you are psychic, if you're intuitive, or how do I use my intuitive abilities, my psychic abilities more accurately, I am doing a tele-workshop this Saturday, February 22nd, uh, begins at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. It is a tele-workshop, so you can be anywhere in the world. And you also have your choice to join us all live as a group, or if you can't make it, um, you can do your exchange um, on my website, soulplayground.life, or through eventbrite.com. And you will get the recording of the session and where you can do the exercises and processes on your own and listen to the sharings and instructions that I get. So if that's something that interests you, you can go to eventbrite.com for forward slash using your intuition accurately and becoming more psychic. Or you can go to soulplayground.life, go to the events 
and teleworkshops section, and that's this Saturday. Um, but it's really any good anytime because after we do the session, I email a link to download the recording right away. And we usually have a really great group, and we do meditation as well to align and connect into the quantum field. Those of you that have done teleworkshops or, or any workshops, would you know that that's, that's my jam. That's my specialty for many, many years, even when I would do regular um, speaking engagements. <laughs> I'd connect people to the subtle energy, give them the woo-woo-wah factor. Woo-woo-wah, woo-woo-wah factor. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, this Saturday if you're interested. And uh, if you want more information or keep in the loop about this kind of stuff, or just connect further, have questions or comments you want answered on air, or you want to get the weekly soul insights or be in the monthly uh, soul insights that we have and the energetic forecast that I do for the month, uh, new moon, full moon. I uh, look at the numerology for the month as well. And um, sometimes I'll do other uh, astrological aspects, but if you're interested in that, you can go to soulplayground.life and sign up there. There's a little pop-up that comes up or awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and say, put me on the list, or here's my question, or here's my guest suggestion or topic suggestion. So uh, please join me also on my YouTube channel. I really want to grow this. I want to make it so seamless between our connecting here and just further giving insights and information and resources um, on YouTube, I'm at Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, and I uh, do weekly readings, tapping into the energetic forecast. Uh, this week, I worked with my guides. Um, I worked with uh, Donna Chewy, my shamanic teacher, um, and my other, my future self, my 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 one of my shamanic teachers, teacher, and my teacher also, Juanacuatervientos. Uh, Okay, Juana Vientos Cuatro, however you want to say it. So, uh, whether you say it in Spanish or Spanglish way, Tex-Mex way, that is my teacher. Very amazing. So, um, we had a great time and a lot of great information came through. And uh, I'd love your comments and questions and just let me know how you're doing. And then, of course, I do monthly readings for each sign. And then also there's some pick-a-card Timeless readings also. By the way, I was recently on the Maria Menounos show. Those of you that are in the States would know who she was. She is or is. Um, I think she was like E-Entertainment or Extra, Access Hollywood, this kind of thing. But anyway, she's a journalist, an Emmy Award-winning journalist. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was on her show, Conversations with Maria. She has a new podcast out called Better Together with Maria. And, oh, we had a great time. I gave some really great tips and, and processes and exercises for reconnecting with your authentic self, you know, how to find your authentic self, how to reconnect, and also to, how to tap in and use your inner guidance. So if that's something that interests you, um, you can go to any podcast platform and listen to it in, in an audio form. You can listen to the archive. Or you can also go on YouTube uh, because they also videotaped it, which I didn't know they were videotaping. And I just gotten over uh, the flu. I had I got caught up in it. This I think I haven't been sick like this for probably 10 years. <laughs> anyway, 
um, but I was all checked out, no, you know, not contagious anymore and feeling really, really good, really aligned. But, um, yeah, so if you want to go to YouTube, especially if you're already um, connecting to me, subscribed with me on YouTube, go check it out and leave a comment. Please let me know. And if you do the processes, the exercises, especially I have one where we look back between age four and eight, um, let me know how that goes. You can comment on her uh, Better Together with Maria page or my Soul Insights with Michelle Mache page or share it. But check it out. And if you're curious, because I know I'm on this, um, you know, Awakenings with Michelle Mache's audio podcast. So if you're like, you want to see me, like, oh, what does Michelle look like? What does she dress like? <laughs> um, they did videotape it. So um, on the YouTube channel, you can watch the video of it. And we had a great time. There was uh, a producer and a couple other, you know, another host her co-host. So we had a great conversation, very heart-connecting, very empowering, and people asked some really great questions, and we just did a deep dive when we touched on even Mercury retrograde in Pisces, so, uh, which we're in right now. It's really the time to kind of connect into the magic. Hey, Tammy. Yeah, oh, dang. Glad you're feeling better now. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was dying. I had to, like, you know, I couldn't even drive or anything. I mean, it was, like, really scary. But, of course, we rebound. We rebound. The body is amazing. Um, and had a little Tamiflu also. <laughs> so, thank you, Western allopathic medicine. Because I usually don't take that. My friend, a friend of mine was like, I've never seen you sick. She's known me so, so many years. So you hear it a little nasally now. But um, nothing like... I mean, I had, like, after five days of only having, like, broth and, you know, soups and juice and water. And I, I love quine, uh, tonic water. I love the quinine taste. And I put a bunch of ice cubes in it. Um, and usually with echinacea and golden seal, I had a banana. And I was like, oh, my God, this banana is so good. The flavors, because it totally, you know, no junk food, no nothing, no, you know, even not just rice or, or like brown rice or gluten-free. I'm thinking of my gluten-free uh, tortillas, uh, making sandwiches. But, you know, still, it's a, that stuff is kind of changes our palate, you know, for a bit. So um, you have the banana. Yeah. And the lemon, the lemonade was just so lemon hot, lemon water, you know, with a little honey. It was just like, oh, my God. So good. Any hoo, hoo, hoo. So, see, we have a lot of callers. I'm going to get to you guys. Um, okay, this is a perfect question for, we have an email question I'm going to touch upon, and then we're going to get to the callers. 347-539-5122. Press one on your keypad. Um, oh, 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 I forgot, too. You guys, I really need help. Um, they may find a different way to do this. Those of you that are listening to the episodes, especially some of you that find the podcast and you tend to binge, you listen one after the other, if you can just jot down like the date, who's the guest, and what did Michelle talk about? What was, you know, like a sentence of what the title is and, and what kind of what I talked about. Um, I'm trying to re-archive those. It's just too much for me to do because I usually, my talks, 
are not always planned what I'm going to say because I then sometimes I have something in mind and then in meditation something else comes through or something from the guides or then I have an email question. So anyway, what I wanted to share today because we have, um, you know, lovely Mercury is retrograde in Pisces. It's conjuncting Neptune in Pisces. Um, it's really calling us in to look at the magic, the mystery of life. Um, you know, you might feel a little dreamy, you know, these next few weeks. For me, it's very clear because my Mercury is also in the 12th house, which is the house of Pisces. So I kind of really, my actions are very Piscean, how I get things done. So it kind of works for me, you know, where the where the kind of, push through things, get up and go, doesn't work as well for me. I try to make myself more like that or integrate that energy in a balanced way. But I had a a listener who called in, Brittany, this is for you. Uh, Let's see, go back to the question here. Question. And she says, first I wanted to say thanks again for taking my call today and giving some reassuring and validating information. Um, and then she says, anyways, the question for you is that after we go through all the hacking and all the trauma um, that felt as though our third eye was being opened and we truly saw things differently, our concern is sometimes the synchronistic events that we now experience and recognize in life seem almost too synced up, which then makes it feel sinister. I would like to think these having these events are great signs. However, because of the trauma, um, we feel someone's listening in or making something happen. And okay, so a lot of people tend to feel this way, but who is it? You know what I'm saying? So you, at some point, you have to d- decide who you believe in in the world. Like I don't believe in the devil. Why do they? We have heinous crimes or serial killers. Etc. And that people do horrible things and to people and animals, animal beings, all because of wounding, egoic wounding, human wounding. Because the more aligned you are, the more you're in that place of oneness, the more that you connect to everything and everyone, the less you want to hurt yourself and other people, things, and situation, you know, situations. So, but I do see this on the path, and I think that this is a great inquiry to have during this retrograde, a lot of people are afraid of the magic. I mean, I work with people, not just in teleworkshops, but I work personally with people to help them develop their intuition more, to help them learn to become psychic, to channel, um, teaching tarot, you know, just individual metaphysical, um, you know, spiritual programs. Um, And I've got to tell you, most people, as it starts opening up, they get afraid of it. They're afraid oh, my grandma came to me or my grandpa or I saw this or I knew this or, you know, how can I turn it off? And what it is, though, but it's a fear. You've got to think of it as it's not something outside you. It's maybe extended out of your everyday realm or the local mind or the little self, but it's the quantum you. It's the divine you. Yes, it's God, the all that is, the infinite aspect of the universe. But in that aspect is also you. So some of you have heard me talk about this. Um, wait, what's Divine Mystic X asking? 
What is the link she was referring to on YouTube? Yeah, Better Together with Maria. Better Together with Maria. Maria Menounos. Um, I was just on her podcast, and there's some good information there. Um, or um, hopefully I'm going to find a way to share it on my um, YouTube as well or, or link it to my website, but that's what I was talking. So the human aspect of us feels the separation or the, the separateness, right? It's, it's not the quantum um, aspect of us. So if you can, re, you know, if you can remember that, that it's not the, you know, it's the, but the, to the little self, it feels very real. So invariably, people are afraid. It's like, well, who do you think, who, why is it sinister that you're being manipulated? Are we being listened to? Yeah, there's technology that's listening and recording just everything. Um, and I think, I can't remember if it's someplace and outskirts in Arizona or where exactly the, the, the offices are, you know, that, that on a computer level take everything in digitally and keywords are looked at, you know, buzzwords. So if we started talking about, I don't know, bombs or something, I don't know, terrorism or something, I don't even know what the keyword, I'm sure there's something like terrorism or terrorist or attack or something, I don't know. I'm sure those kinds of things get picked up in a pattern in a pattern. Everything is in patterns. So some of you have heard me talk about how we're these great signals. We're signalers. We're broadcasters. So we are broadcasting a signal, beaming out what we need and want. It's like getting a signal on a radio or, or TV or an app or a computer. We turn, what app am I using right now? What, you know, what TV show? What what movie am I watching on Netflix or Prime, right? What am I, what am I watching on Hulu? And let me dial it in, you know, or let me double click on it and it comes up. So the clearer I am about what I want to see, we, we see this, you know, Netflix, I'll, I'll get stuff by what I, you know, what I watch. Oh, do you want to finish watching this? Or since you watch this, do you want this? So there is this synergy in the universe that becomes like this. Oh, you like this? You like more of this? Here's more of this. This is why the clearer that we are in our intentions, our motivation, and our vision, it becomes it becomes um, clearer, the clearer message. Thank you, Divine Mystic. You too, right back at you. So glad you're among the living. Thank you. Sometimes it feels like barely living, but I'm living. I'm here. I'm here. So this the Mercury and Pisces, especially con, con, conjuncting Neptune and Pisces, is the invitation to go there, to put your foot in the water, into, into the esoteric waters. Put your foot in. Check it out. And if you are afraid of it, ask, why am I afraid of it? It's, it's just me. Who, why would there be a sinister, like, part of the universe setting, sinking things up? to fail. And I'll tell you why, because you had some childhood childhood experience, some experience of being set up or something happening like that. Here's something to remember, and, and, and we talk about it in quantum mechanics, quantum physics, you know, nature sciences, um, talk about this. Everything in the world, the universe, the natural universe, 
is set up for survival, some kind of survival. Even the natural, when there's natural fire burning, so that there's not a huge fire, right, a, a bit, an even bigger fire, right? So everything is set up for what's more close survival, even if in the, in the short term it doesn't seem like that, okay? Or it seems like there's some destruction, right? Even our body, you know, it, it's the certain cells every so many, you know, years are destroyed for new ones. That happens actually on a daily, weekly basis, but we have like main cycles or flush-throughs you know, to update, to, to renew. So I would say if you're afraid of the quantum you, the God you, afraid of God, you're thinking something sinister is happening or something, there's some conspiracy against you, things are lining up. Because we do go through cycles of things lining up. It's kind of like the, the Buddhists look at, the, at balance. You know, it's somewhere in the middle, a little to the left, a little to the right, a little forward, a little back, a little up, a little down, you know. We go through, everything happens in cycles and trends. So sometimes things are lining up. Sometimes things are faster moving into place. There's less space. Sometimes there's more space because there's bigger changes happening. There's something bigger coming in the unfolding. So you have to ask yourself and say, well, I'm a part of nature, so of course things would sync up or line up to help me just like it does in nature. Right? So if there's a certain type of animal, you know, I'm thinking of the, the monkeys. I can't think of the, what the name of them is, but that hundredth monkey um, story of the monkeys that were eating these pods. And, and due to pollution, the pods got a thicker covering on them to protect them from you know, airborne pollution, climate pollution, whatever changes, let's just call it changes, to ensure that the trees would live on, that the pods would be sturdier, right? Seeds, seeds within the pods. But then what naturally began happening is that those monkeys were able to open the pods with their little hands or something, they have paws, hands, and teeth, and then shortly thereafter, the new monkeys that were born were born with the ability to already open, know how to open and have the, the, the types of teeth and, and the little hands to open. How does this, it's a synergy. It happens because we live synergistically, symbiotically. So I hope that helps, um, and that's a good contemplation meditation to look at the magic the mystery and where you fit in in it and is this magic in mystery it could be a sunset it could be the magic and mystery of photography of a great painting of a great conversation of looking at the moon at night a sunrise a sunset just looking at the miracle of a tree or a squirrel. I'm going to post my squirrel. I had a squirrel in my back, uh, in my backyard on the uh, one of my fences. So I hope that helps. Um, that the hack, you know, it's when things are lining up. That's because the timing is there. You're in the divine right timing. Okay, let's get to callers. We've got our first one here. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi, hi. You're on air. 
Hi, Michelle. Hey. This is Athena. How are you? Hey, Athena. Right? I saw you in the chat. <laughs> you said you had something to update, so I'm looking forward yes. to it. So my very first reading that you gave me, um, you said you saw the Wheel of Fortune. Um, you were doing cards, and you had seen it um, and told me that, like, I, I think around, I guess around this time I should um, see something. Um, but um, I, I did. I got, like, a little bonus from my job. And then um, oh, I, have, nice. <laughs> I had some um, money coming in that um, I accidentally put the wrong banking account number, and it went to somebody else's account. But it's been months and months and months <laughs> for that to come back. So I just mm-hmm. got an email this uh, actually today that it, it should be coming to me within a couple of days. So I'm super excited about that, too. So thank you Yay. so much. <laughs> oh, I remember the upswing it was showing, the money increase and all of that. Great. Awesome. Yes. Tammy in the chat saying, awesome, Athena. Yeah, thanks for sharing this with us. Yeah, we like oh, these stories. That's great. Oh, yes, yeah. and congratulations, too, with talking to Maria. Um, I also did want to um, ask you, too. So, um, actually, this past summer, um, well, when I was little, I had a little parakeet, and um, he was blue and white, <gasps> and I had him for nine I years. Too. <laughs> oh, I had a little yeah, budgie. Just... I called him budgie. Oh, go ahead. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> um, (laughs) It was so weird Um, So my husband went outside And he was like, Athena And I was like, yeah, he's like, you're not going to believe this There was a blue and white parakeet At at my bedroom window On the the, um, ledge there And I was wanting to take it You know, bring it in But you know, we're kind of worried mm-hmm. that maybe it was sick, but I was like, okay, if it's there the next day, then I'm going to, you know, take care of him and everything. But I found him, and he was he had died. So I just found that really strange. Am I just thinking too much of it? I mean, because I know that they're not, like, normally out in the wild. or And I was just curious, like, if that had any meaning or. The first thing that I was hearing was, about joy. I feel like it was a message about the joy of your life, kind of to lighten up, you know, focus okay. on the light. Things are getting better. Things are getting lighter. But I definitely feel that it was a sign. Oh, um, good. It's almost like the bluebird is in, in your own backyard. You know, there's something joyful. It's a simple joy. Okay. You know, and parakeets rule the the, 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 the throat chakra, they, and they're such happy. My little parakeet used to sit on my shoulder, stand, I guess. Me too. <laughs> you too? And guess what? I would, ride my bi- I, I would ride my bike to the beach, and people were like, oh, it's going to fly away. Never. And it would just, it would stand on one leg and, like, shake its little wing and then another, and it was just yeah. so happy, such joy. So I feel like there's something about that quality for you that's coming in or the message is to tap back into that joy that you had with little, was it Tweet Tweet, with little Tweet? (laughs) Tweety, with little Tweety, yeah. Um, It's to tap back into that, which is the perfect time. I mean, I think during this retrograde, it's really, it's so, see, that's a little magic message right there. You know, that's a little, like, from, especially from nature, even though Pisces is a water sign, I always see it's very, because um, it's so sensitive. It always reminds me of like St. Francis of Sissy or something. You know, it's like, 
you know, there's a, there's a quiet um, a peacefulness to Pisces, maybe because it's 12th house and kind of could be like archaic religion, you know, the esoteric, you know, it's, it's 12th house also rules hospitals, you know, taking care of the sick, the poor, you know, I, I don't know. There's always this, could be self-sacrifice, but there's always this transcendent quality in, in the higher vibrational aspect of Pisces, the higher um, Gailey, divine mystic in the chat. Maybe you can help me out here with the Pisces energy. Why do I feel this? That it's, you know, just the archetype. So it doesn't surprise me that you have this kind of message. So awesome! Oh Thank you gosh, so much. <laughs> Great to You're hear so your welcome. voice. You too. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Hey, Michelle, it's Christine. How's it going? Justine or Christine? Christine. I've called in before. Hi, Christine. Hello? Can you? Hi, how are you? I can hear you. Good. Um, First, I just wanted to say that I just love your weekly videos. And if anyone hasn't, like, looked at them, they should. I just really love them. They just are always spot on. And even sometimes I've re-listened to some of them that I've just felt like re-listening to, and even they apply even if it's not that week, if that makes sense, or just, like, information that I needed to hear or something. So it's just always amazing. They're really so. – thank you. They're, you're right. They're really timeless. I mean, I'm doing it for the week to kind of tap into that energy, but um, – you know, some I've done, like, I'll get in, a, uh, in like, a, a just, a, like, a kind of a trance, and I'll do a, sometimes a few of them at a time, actually. And they're right. always accurate to what's happening. So it's just, um, I don't know. I'm so loving it. Yeah. I'm so loving it. I, I love that you like, do them. I love that you do them. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for those. Um, but I do have a question. Um, okay. I have a job interview on Friday, and mm-hmm. it is for because I've called him before about wanting to go back to production, and then out of the blue, a production call, company called me last week, um, and to ask me to interview, and I'm like, this is nice, but it was for a position that I would be taking a step down in role and pay, and it's only part time, and so mm-hmm. it's not exactly what I want but it's going in the right direction. So I'm thinking, I still am going to the interview. It's on Friday. I'm going to go for sure. But I'm just wondering. Now, do you remember in your reading, now it's coming back to me, I saw something like this, and I said it wouldn't be something that you'd stay with, that it would be part-time, and you'd end up doing something else in addition to it. And then eventually moving on to something else. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, there we go. So this has got to be it, is my sense. This is, has to be it. Okay. So I'm just going to go yeah. with it. I'm going to tell them what I want because it's interesting at the same time, the job that I'm in now, they have a position, like a position that would be a step up that's open that I could literally ask for and step into. That would be more money, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more flexible, just a lot of travel time. So it's just interesting that it's happening at the same time as this. So I just don't know if that's a choice that I have to make. Or since this job is part-time, something that I can do at the same time. I'm not sure. 
well, do what you feel is right. You know, you could maybe do both yeah. because the other, the part-time showed you were able to do other stuff. So this is like, I feel like when we wait and we don't push things, see your things are starting to line up for you now. So yeah, I like wouldn't I overthink it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you have in your mind, you, you, and you've been prepared and you showed up, you just, you keep showing up. So whatever it is that you've been thinking in your mind and wanting to do, it's obviously in alignment, the timing. It's just like things are starting to get put in order now, you know, to have it happen. Right. So and I would say when okay. this starts happening, when things start lining up, thinking up, the best thing you can do is not overthink it. Totally. totally. And I yeah. definitely do that as an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do too. I, sure. I just did something. I realized I did like for a project. I had the, it was an t- yeah. interview TV thing. And then I, I, I actually had the perfect, everything was perfect. But then I thought, oh, no, I don't want to do it right after the Oscars. And, and I changed the, the time. Right. And it ended up working out, but it was like much more cumbersome. And I was like, God. Oh, you had to get up early. If you would have kept it the same time, it would have been in the afternoon. You wouldn't have had to, you know, get up early, right. you know, get out there. You know, you can have just more tea and relax. And, totally. But, so anyway, you know, the higher self will work with you. But that's the big thing is just don't get in there and mucky anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, because it's, it's already happening. And so, yeah, you're right. I told, Thank you for saying that. And keep us posted. You're welcome. Talk I will. You. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on air. Hello? 860? Hello, that's, this is still me. Hello? Oh, okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Hello, you're on air. Hi, hello. You're live. Hi, what's your first name? I'm Katie. Hey, Katie, Welcome. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm not sure if you helped me. I'm trying to, I'm going to attract a new employment, and I want to figure out if I have any, um, like, resistance to, um, I don't know if I have Mm. resistance to, like, receiving money or something. Like, I'm wondering what's been in in my way of, like, attracting a position. Okay. Okay, well, I definitely heard getting clear. Okay, well, hmm. So you're kind of in between. I feel like um, there's something new, a big idea, different idea, different direction. There's something expansion. There's something more that you want to do. So it's your mindset. Let's see, what, are, what part of the mindset has been blocking you? Mm. Self worth money. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the block is. You know how much your worth, or how much you could charge, or what should you go for, and the self worth. So what is the? Let's see what the remedy. What's the answer for Katie? <laughs> what can we, let's see what's the answer. So what's going to help you? Whether it's a friend. Or, or some type of networking, it's, it's joining with others in some kind of cooperative, and then you'll feel more comfortable, and then you'll be able to step out or, and step forward. 
So I would say at this point, don't try to do everything on your own. Now, sometimes this can be when you call somebody back or when you throw that resume out there or answer the email or whatever you do, maybe talk to a friend that, that's very upbeat and very inspiring and supportive or, you know, listen to something very inspirational or supportive or read something. So if you have some help, because there's been this feeling of having to do it all on your own or all alone that's kind of, drag, you know, kind of dragging your energy down. So look for areas of uh, support is what I'm hearing. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, I, I, um, possibly, possibly, maybe, um, cause I have two things I want to do. So I want to do like my, uh, get like a legal job, you know, doing legal, mm-hmm. legal work, but I also want to just like, kind of like start a food business and maybe, okay. um, you know, they have like, um, uh, places where you can like, you know, where you make the food and, um, they may have classes and different types of, um, yeah, well, there you go. So yeah, support. if you get yeah. more into the yeah, if you get more into that, like the classes, the networking, the yeah. connecting, then it's going to mm-hmm. help you feel more confident and go for that big idea, that next idea. Yeah. Um, even with the legal helping, you're helping someone else, then you start feeling more confident, right? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I would. I would that. go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Workshops, teleworkshops. Um, classes, whatever you know. Maybe there's meetups, but yeah, because that somehow you're yeah you're going to pick up on that the other people's energy and feel you know more confident is what I'm hearing in your decision and learn some stuff. You'll learn. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. You know. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Keep us posted. You might want to, um, that interview that I did, just a uh, discussion interview on uh, Better Together with Maria, uh, Maria Menounos, I think it's M-E-N-O-U-N-O-S, mm-hmm. but I think the, on YouTube. But you might want to take a listen to that because I talk about some really good exercises to tap into what it is you really want to do or your authentic you or, you know, kind of how to get motivated, get things going. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be some good little processes, exercises there you might find interesting. Okay. Um, also. All right. Well, All thank right. you. Thanks. Keep us posted. You're so welcome. Yeah. It's easier when we have help, you know. It's always easier when we have others helping us. Let's see. I think I did get this 415. Let me look. Did I get you? Four one five. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. This is another Katie. Oh, Katie. Hey, Katie. <laughs> Thank you. I have a question about um, a guy, a man I've been dating casually, and he's a bit of a workaholic, and so it okay. seems that our schedule is just always based on his schedule. I always have to adapt to his. Schedule and um, if you see that's the way he is, and or will he come around to being more of a more of an equal time? 
the first thing I heard was no. <laughs> uh-huh. He's pretty happy yeah. this he's pretty happy this way. He's pretty happy um Saturn, there's a lot of restriction. Do do you feel he's secretive? I don't. I don't feel he's secretive, but I feel um you know, I'd say narcissistic tendencies. Okay. Maybe that's it. It's more so- like um it's about money. I mean, I think he just uh, is I don't know what he wants, thinks he needs all that money for. It's just that seems to be his priority. But I mean, but he if you is really always love him, then you then you even if you don't understand the person, you lo- there's love there, right? So it's possible to I mean, he likes working. Yeah. Some there's some other kind of motivation. I'm not exactly sure what I'm picking up on cuz it's not a, I'd have to do it in a personal reading, but I feel like there's something right. um now I could that he's hiding. I, it could be just it could be just lack of self esteem, or he's there's something he's not comfortable about in, in within himself or his own. Uh huh. Well, yeah, definitely getting close to somebody. He's not comfortable with the emotional ah, side of okay, there opening we go. trust, okay. of opening up to getting so having more time with me and getting closer to me. He's kind of he freaks out about that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that's it then. So what's your question to me then? Oh, if he if that will change, you know, if 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 it's No. No. Yeah. No. no, he's built his life, I'm hearing, in such a way that he doesn't have to Yeah, will he open up more at some point? Yes. I don't know that it would be to the degree that you particularly want. But again, you know, nobody's perfect. So Yeah. Um yeah. So that's it. So he keeps a a little bit of a distance emotionally because it's that's what because he doesn't want something to throw him completely off. I think he was thrown off at one point in his life. And yeah, in a way that will never happen. Died. Yeah, both his parents died in an accident very suddenly. Ah, okay. Okay. Okay, so this is the way he does it. So he doesn't want anything ever too close in there to destabilize him. Ah. Going on. All right, Katie, well, I hope that helped. I do. Yeah. Let's post it, okay? Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, this is Lori, and I appreciated the Lori. advice that you've been giving, Lori. Okay. Hey, Lori. Welcome. Thank you. Um, the advice really resonated with me with a couple of callers ago. Uh, you were talking about um, knowing the authentic you. You knew some things, and you were inviting people to listen to your interview with Maria Menounos. I have a question because that's exactly what I've been wanting to do to um, get uh, to know myself and how to go about getting published as a writer. I've been doing the networking. I've been putting myself out there. I've been, you know, interacting with people. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I, I met somebody who uh, said, hey, you're you know, the person I'm looking for. Um, I've got my cause and, and what I need, and I need a writer. And um, I said, okay, you know, uh, maybe we can network with each other, so on and so forth. Uh, this person's name begins with the letter S, and mm-hmm. um, I do all the giving. Um, it's always me listening, and um, I just worry about this person because, um, well, that's just what I do is I care about people so much to the degree that sometimes, you know, sets me up for getting used, I guess. Anyway, mm-hmm. um do you see this person who has her thing going on and, and gets her clients? Do you see this person changing or do I just need to sever cords? I don't see. You see, you guys, unless somebody is in therapy and even then it takes, you know, as me as a therapist, I see how long it takes to repattern or change, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. But some of you, and also, Lori, like Katie before, Mm -hmm. asking with the change, you're talking about some of this is personality change, some of this is is emotional growth. Mm -hmm. I don't feel this person is going to change. I feel like you're learning something about... um, how to focus more on you and not get pulled off into something else or, or to someone mm-hmm. else, okay, someone else's agenda, let's say. So, mm-hmm. which I think in this world is a very great gift to have because sometimes people do things because it's like, well, hopefully they'll think of me or they'll, something will pay off or it will happen. And sometimes people, that's just not in their wheelhouse at all. They don't think about it or the opportunity doesn't happen. Um, so I feel like you're learning where to give, where to, where to connect, you know, maybe where to pair up with someone and do something and where to focus on your, on your own expression, just individually, you know, in your own lane, your own way. So I would say for you right now, it's, it's really perhaps about whether it's blogging or writing and building up that community, the people that want to hear from you and you want to hear from them and having that level of engagement and then having people weave in and out or you weave in and out. But I feel like there's something about you learning not to get pulled off track or path because then you cave in is what I'm hearing. Then then it's like, what's the use? It's not going to happen anyway or, you know, it's too difficult, too hard. So, yeah. Does that help at all? Yeah, um, I've been blogging for eight years. I've been writing. I've been very careful about where I post. I've been very careful. That's why I want to get to the publishing point, because I have not given away the farm. I keep original um, copies of 100% of everything that I post. Even if I post on a third party, they're not getting an original. It's been posted by me before. Well, oh, yeah, but see, why are you even worried about this? But see, that's the thing. See, that's the that's like my talk earlier about what's sinister. See, you're worried mm-hmm. people are going to – there's so much – I rethink – now, I do have a very distinctive voice, so I can tell somebody's using my words or whatever, but at some level, I want people mm-hmm. to use my words. Just give me credit, you know? 
Um, mm-hmm. But there's so much dissimilar information. You know, I'll sometimes read something and say, well, I wrote that, you know, and somebody else wrote it. It's somebody, but it's a similar passage or similar something or similar, you know, book as, as, as mine, mm-hmm. my Meditation for mm-hmm. Everyday Living. So it's all out there. We're in a way, and we inspire each other. So I feel like, in a way, you're setting yourself up because there is this distrust um, uh-huh. of someone taking something. So I feel like maybe you need to work with that. Um, uh-huh. It's not just the blogging; it's the it's the engagement with who you're connecting with. So uh-huh. maybe that's where for you right now is where you need to put more of your attention, more of your energy into who you're connecting with, your your readers, right? Uh-huh. And then whoever you're meant to partner with will happen at some point. You know, that will um, I hope that I, I hope that helps. I feel like you're 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 in this learning curve right now. It, it's more like eye-opening because I've already known these things, but now I can't. Um, what I've done is I, I don't listen to radio. I don't watch TV. So I've got a, a really, really clear mind. And it's, you know, been going on now for about nine months. And it's like, whoa, it's almost like waking up. Uh, that sounds mm, odd. Okay. Okay. Sounds odd. I've known these things. It's just now I don't mm-hmm. push anything to the side and I don't allow myself to get distracted anymore. Um, Good. It's, okay. Yay. It's, it's opening things and I am ready to receive the guidance and the direction, of course. And that's why mm-hmm. I was questioning about this person. This person's a very spiritual person very enlightened, has, has just opened up, uh, you know, a lot of learning for me as well. But um, now I think that uh, interaction has reached a stalemate where that person is just not growing anymore. And, and I, I've passed that, I mean, to sound like I've bypassed people, but that's just the truth. That's just what happened, I guess. Yeah. Well, we all do, and sometimes we come back to, together and sometimes not, you know. And, and, again, I feel for you it's about, again, people weaving in and out or you weaving in and out. And, and so not staying with one or one thing. You know, you've got your thing, your main thing, and then, like I said, people are weaving in and out or you're weaving in and out. And so you're learning mm-hmm. not to get pulled in. All right, Maureen, thanks Thank for calling you. in, okay? Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay, so we've got our awakening guests on the line. I can see the international number. <laughs> okay, so we have with us today Kate Hodges, and we're going to be talking about her book, Warriors, Witches, Women, Mythology's 50 Fiercest Females in a Modern Retelling of the World's Greatest Legends. So from feminist fairies to blood-sucking temptresses, half-human harpies and protective voodoo goddesses, there are women who go beyond long-haired, smiling stereotypes. And so these are powerful, empowering stories, lovingly retold and updated by Kate Hodges, where she places each heroine, rebel, and provocateur firmly at the center of their own narrative. What a welcome to the program. Kate, welcome. Hi. Hello, Kate. Hello. Hi, Hello. welcome. Can you... Hi. I can hear you, Hello. yes. 
it's good to speak to you. You as well. So um, let's see what first kind of awakening to what you're doing right now with myth has just always been an interest. Yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in in mythological stories and in ghost stories and supernatural stories and anything that's kind of outside the realm of the ordinary, really. Um, and and I've got over the years, I've 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 listened to these stories being told and told in different ways, told through pop culture, told through comics, told through films, and mm. I. I wanted to I wanted to gather all these stories. You know, you have the most colourful, amazing stories in in history, and I wanted to gather them, retell them, and kind of examine them from a fresh perspective. Mm. Now, how did you go? Tell us about that fresh perspective and the examination process. Was it somewhat? It was a combination of cognitive, intuitive, or was it just intuitive kind of free flow, or did you have set questions or narratives that you wanted to like update or recover? What what was that process like? Um, I think um, the process was I, I wanted to tell I wanted to tell different I wanted to examine modern predominantly feminist issues and I wanted to tell them through goddesses and through those stories so my my criteria for including goddesses was what what can they tell us what different facets of our lives can they reflect back at us how can I how can I embrace that that rainbow of experiences particularly women's experiences and how can I how can I bring all of those experiences and just try and try and examine those experiences through through these ancient stories and through these these supernatural stories, and and I mean that was that was kind of my process on my starting point was I wanted to get a, a really wide variety so it was it was global I wanted to I mean often you get books mm-hmm. that tell stories of, of of Greek goddesses or or mm-hmm. the kind of pantheon but this I, I wanted to kind of go a bit beyond that and and have a look at at, at, at Japanese ghosts and at um, Mesopotamian goddesses and Welsh fairies and Scottish vampires and um, and German German ice witches and, and just kind of bring them all together. Mm. And the retelling, it's, it's the updating. What are you looking for in the update, I guess? Um, the updating... Um, Obviously, I go back. I, I look into the history of each of these women. I, I, I try as far as I can. I try to work out where where the story began, the kernel, the seed of the story of these goddesses. Where, why they began? Who, what, why, why did they spring into life? And then I, mm. for each one, I'd follow that story and I'd follow the retellings of that story over the years. Who was telling that story? Why were they? Why were they framing it in that particular way? What what did they have an axe to grind, or did they want to kind of co-opt that mm. story of that woman? Did they want to demonise that woman in some cases? So that that was kind of that's what fascinates me is how stories change according to who's telling them. And then finally, I wanted to 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 see how that woman fitted into contemporary culture, both in pop culture if she's kind of popped up in films or song lyrics or vi- video games even. Oh, um, okay. 
and look and 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 just see how how those stories are used today, but also just kind of put a twist on those stories and 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 um and examine them from a kind of modern feminist perspective and just see what we can draw out of those stories and how they can kind of strengthen us and empower us too. Mm. So seeing it through the modern land in, um, it sounds like also pop culture, you know, mainstream consciousness, yeah. pop yeah. culture, and and it's woven in. And in the updating, are you updating, well, because you said not all are just long hair. So it sounds like you're updating also the, the archetype, uh, perhaps the archetypal image. Yeah, it's, it's more, I'm seeing how, the ancient archetype is still resonant today, and how 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 maybe mm. we can we can take that archetype and we can bring it into into our world, and we can bring it into our day to day lives. And you know, you look at you look at certain of these women, and you think, well, what would she do in this circumstance? What what, what how would she behave? And then you can kind of draw on that and draw on that power, whether it's strength or anger or or if somebody's just really chilled out, um, you know, there, there's, there's kind of ways that you can channel these these goddesses and use their stories to give you some strength. Mm-hmm. So integrating the energies, and how 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 do you suggest about that? You know, um, I just think that the stories are kind of strong enough to do that. I mean, I, it's, I, this book doesn't it doesn't advocate that you kind of you know, you, you, you worship or you make sacrifices or or that you, you, you do anything specific. This is just telling the stories. It's it's showing the range of these women and these archetypes that are out there and just encouraging you to go, if there's somebody that, that you think, God, that sounds interesting. I need to go and find out a bit more about her. Then, then you know, giving people the tools that they could go and pick and choose and find out and dig a little deeper if they want to go and dig a little deeper on each of the goddesses. Mm-hmm. How do you feel and think that connecting with these archetypal images helps us or empowers us, you know, makes us feel stronger or, or whatever the archetype is, what do you think happens within us, within our maybe our inner psyche, that, you know, we read something, maybe we feel stronger, we feel more, you know, inspired, or like, say, like Athena, maybe we feel more, connect more to our, our wisdom, you know, our own life yeah, path. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think it's more, you read these stories and you think, man, women have had, had to face these issues and they've had to face these hurdles for hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of years. And in order to face these hurdles, these, these, these stories have evolved that give women strength. And you think, well, actually, I can, I can draw on those stories. I, I can take strength from those stories. Or I can, I can be inspired by somebody's, somebody's cunning or somebody's wisdom. And, and I think it's, it is really, really fascinating that these archetypes are so strong that they're still 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 fresh, and I think that's you know if if a story as a woman can still feel like she's fresh and relevant after ten thousand years of telling, then I think yeah. you know, she's she's a strong woman. We need more of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no expiration yeah. date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Right, right. it's uh. 
Yeah, there's no expiration date. We've got a bit of too much of that. And I'm wondering if it's some kind of, in almost like a by osmosis or some kind of energetic transmission that happens. You know, I, I find it from many books. I mean, in fact, if I'm going to my own next level in something and I, I notice I I'm, I'm, have a back off or some kind of fear, a lot of times, you know, whether a biography, autobiography, something I read or watch, you know, the TV documentary or something, just seeing how someone else has overcame something, just viewing that um, or hearing that story, you know, um, I kind of really like the, the, the visual of it also. Um, there's something in that where I think when it's done enough, and whether it's a transmission, I don't know, where you now have that that energy or that ability to just try, you know, follow through for yourself or just try it. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think it is, it is fascinating that what you get from stories, what you get from autobiographies. And I think everybody does. You kind of read through stories and you pick out the bits that are relevant to you, that are relevant to your story, and then you can apply those. And, and yeah, you're right. If, if you kind of read through and you think, well, they tackled that problem in that way, would I do the same? Maybe I would. Maybe next time I will. Maybe next time, you know, I'll, I'll make some noise about something rather than staying quiet. Or maybe next time I, I will be more more chilled about something and I will be more accepting of something. And, and you know, I think these, these stories reinforce and, and, and kind of give you the tools, the emotional tools in your backpack to kind of bring out if you need to, you know, if, if you're kind of, if you're in a bit of a pickle, you need to bring out an, some kind of arrow of bravery. And these, these stories, they just give you a little bit of an extra kick knowing that, that these, these women have existed. And not just these women have existed, but women have discussed and talked and retold these stories down the years. So that kind of gives you a connect down the years. That gives you a real connection to the kind of generations of women mm-hmm. that have gone before you as well, a direct lightning rod connection to them. Mm-hmm. And I like the the kind of the mixture and juxtaposition you have with the stories. You've got the goddesses, which there's a lot of concentration on that, but ghosts, yeah, and half monsters, you know, and even the, the idea, you know, warriors, witches, women, and it's it, it's a little bit of the, you know, it, it, it's the part a lot of people don't want to talk about <laughs> necessarily. Um, let's let's go into the ghosts and the half monsters. What is, is that like a Medusa or something? What's the half monster? Yeah, well, and how I mean, can she help us? Well, I, I, I the, the classic half monsters are the harpies from from Greek oh. Greek legends, who are okay. um, the harpies are um, are monsters. So they are half women and half birds. <laughs> And they, they, they're kind of they use as kind of gunslingers. Actually, they, they, they would go and they would be employed by the gods to to kind of punish mm. those who who had fallen from grace, and and they were sent out. But also, um, they would. I mean, you can draw you can draw on them because they harpy has been used over the years. Harpy has been used as a term of abuse. It's been weaponized. That word has been weaponized, and particularly yeah. it's been weaponized. In the- very gender specific way. In the Western, so, a harpy like a, like a prostitute, or you know, promiscuous yeah, with a harpy, a chippy, yeah, or, harpy. Yeah, or, or, 
a woman who was with a heart who, on. Yeah, who's kind of stolen, on, right? Yes, yeah, and 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 who's kind of a scold, you know, in the old days they'd have called her a scold. But recently, that term has kind of been used for female politicians or feminists. They've really kind of weaponized that word, mm. and, and it's gender specific. It's saying, you know, you've got you've got high voice. You dare to raise your voice. You dare to get angry, and and it's kind of and and now you think, well, maybe we should reclaim the word harpy. Maybe you know it's been used against mm-hmm. against so many years. Then why don't we just why don't we take that take that term, reclaim it, and um. And, and, and use it in a positive fashion so we can say, well, we're actually, yeah, we are harpies and we are angry and we're allowed to be angry and we're not going to be wait to yeah. be left to, to, to kind of be given the leftovers. We are going to swing swing down, swoop down and take those leftovers and be quite aggressive about it. And that's, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should do that, but it's kind of another thing to draw on. You know, we can we can take that. We can take inspiration from these 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 beasts that have been demonized and we can say, well, actually what's so wrong about, about being quite upfront yeah. about what we want, you know, it's, yeah. so I think, I think even the most, even the most maligned of, of creatures or female creatures, there, there, there's a kernel of goodness, there's a kernel of inspiration in, in all of them. And I think this, what I tried to do was try to find and dig down to that, to that, to that truth and that, inspiration that you can find in each of these stories. Mm-hmm. Now, is there something in it, I know this sounds, you know, maybe a little cliche, but getting to the the monster within or these different parts, like what, even like a witch or a warrior, um, I mean, in most Western mainstream culture, I mean, even look at Kali in, you know, the, the Hindu tradition, you know, not yeah, sure. fear, rever, but fear, right? Um, yeah. It seems every time we get out of the realm, you know, when we get when we get get away from Hera, Persephone, even Athena, some people, you know, oh, it's just in her books. But when we get out of that, or after out of those realms, and get into some of the other archetypal energies and you know mixtures, there's a discomfort. Sure. In right in mainstream society that's passed on, and I find a lot for many women there's a discomfort within claiming that, for sure expressing it within themselves. But even if they do express it, a discomfort that they did express that part of themselves, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think some of these, I mean, I think Carly was probably partly born out of this frustration of women not being able to express themselves, not being able to get angry. And so if they, if they did get angry, then they would be channeling Carly. So it's almost kind of, it, it was, it was almost, it was almost disembodying your rage. It was taking it out of you and, and, mm. and having Carly mm. take responsibility for that rage and, and allowing it and make it and legitimizing it. But yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting that, that, that yeah, usually we get told stories of kind of kind, loving goddesses, and not not the kind of more fierce goddesses, or even not necessarily fierce, but even somebody like Artemis, say, who was just kind of bound yeah. around the countryside, gang of girls hunting and shooting and fishing, and being you know really kind of spunky and and fun. And I think yeah, that that is something that's just she's just joyful. Yeah. I think just just and and taking inspiration from that that kind of aspect of goddesses is is really it you know it doesn't all have to be deep and 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 spiritual it can just be 
it can just be harnessing a sense of joy, harnessing a sense of fun. Somebody's got a sense of humor. Goddesses have a sense of humor. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's about a broad spectrum of, of emotion. And and I think that's what I've tried to persuade to to portray through these stories. Mhm. Yeah, it gives options. Um, I guess within the the, the psyche. Um, now, what warriors? So warriors and witches. What are is that? Witches, literal, literal witches. Yeah, I mean, some of them are, are literal, literal witches. So, um, people like Morgan Le Fay from the Arthurian um, mythology. Mm-hmm. She was she was an enchantress in 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 those books, and and I mean, I mean also. Witches has connotations now. The term witches has this connotation of evil women in pointy hats and and people doing mm-hmm. bad things in the past. It was often used. It, it, these women were women with knowledge, knowledge of plants, of herbal medicine, of astronomy, yeah. of, um, of, of 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 delivering children, and of of being a doula and of of dealing with death in the community. And these were all women's responsibilities. And they were responsibilities and that this knowledge often scared the wider, scared, scared society that, that women had this secret knowledge. And, and so those women who had, who had that knowledge, who maybe lived on the fringes, were demonized. And, and the term witch was, was turned into, again, turned into a weapon against them. So mm-hmm. all of this, this intuitive female knowledge and and hard hard earned female knowledge as well, kind of herbal. You have to study herbalism. You have to study astronomy to 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 know how it works. And and it was a use of mm-hmm. the word to belittle. So some of these some of these witches. So Morgan Le Fay in the first kind of early tellings of the Arthurian legend, she was a wise woman. She knew about ast- astronomy and she knew about herbal healing. And she was the person who healed Arthur. And but then. As the stories are retold, as they're told, usually by kind of Christian t- retellings, then they would gradually she was reshaped as as a more evil woman, and and then by the kind of the, the kind of classic medieval text, she was seen as an absolute, you know, the, the epitome of the evil witch who is kind of seductress and 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 the person who was seen to be kind of Arthur's enemy rather than in the initial stories when she was his his helper. So it's, I mean, it's really interesting to see how those terms have changed, how how those people, how how, how the knowledge of women has has kind of it, over the years, and and you know, it's ebbed and flowed, but over the years, generally tends to be kind of demonised and put down. Yeah, that's a good point, and it it you forget that yeah, it's the herbalist, it's the you know the doula, the midwife. Yeah, um, it's even the woman who's got to cook with spices to make you know feel better, or put the compress. Um, in a way, uh, the early doctors, so it's a medicine, you know, medicine uh, woman. Absolutely. Yeah, and and often the women who kind of who would who would deal with people in in their last hours, and who would who would who would who would sort out um, and deal with the bodies, and you know, and and so all of this stuff became became. It became dark and it became sinister, but actually, at the time, it was just it was women who had practical, practical knowledge. Mm. 
Do you think that at some point there will be more of an embracing of these archetypal imageries, less of a pushing away, a projecting out? Um, and what is a way that women can connect better, men and women, but uh, yeah. within these images? Right. Um, yes, of course. It's it's always men and women. You know, it's it, this isn't this isn't. I don't I don't kind of speak just 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 to women. Yeah. But, um, I yeah. I think I think I think people are starting to explore beyond the traditional kind of religions. I think people are and 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 the and traditional stories as well. I think there's a real fascination, especially in in kind of younger generation of of with 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 different religions around the world. And with kind of the, the the power of the witch and the power of you know witch in the in the most positive sense, and and I think I think there's a real desire to kind of go back to something that's a little bit more, I mean not on I guess things that are on the fringe or things that are just that, that that feel fresh and that need need you need to poke around and you need to find find it's it's not all laid out for you. This isn't the kind of stuff that you necessarily learn at school this is all this is i mean obviously the greek and the and the roman stuff is but the kind of the the world spirits don't necessarily pop up every day you have to poke a little deeper to find them and i think i really think that people are starting to do that and starting to look beyond the traditional kind of big religions and 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 find find archetypes for themselves and find something somebody or some story that speaks directly to them speaks more directly to them perhaps Mm-hmm. And I always had a question. What are the, I guess, from the archetypal imagery and meaning of the sirens? Oh yeah, the sirens. The sirens. Well, I don't include the sirens in the book, but um, um, I, I think I know the you sirens. But are... I was curious your take on it. I was curious your take because that was a pull, you know, men to the side, away from something. Is, is there a constructive, I guess? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess the sirens. I mean, it's it's all about the man, man's. They, they kind of embody men's fear of of the of the of women's sexuality. I guess. Yeah. They, they kind of, it, yeah. And and also, and, and also it kind of traditionally, if you know, if if, um, if a man went and and had an affair or something, then they could say, oh, she was she, she was a siren. I was lured. I was the I was the I was the, the the passive one. She was she was making all the moves. She was the aggressive one. She was a siren. And and it's, it's kind of putting putting that blame or putting putting the blame on on the woman rather than you know the man was helpless he couldn't resist her she he was drawn to her and and I think that's it's kind of all bound up in that you know the the, the kind of the danger the dangerous woman's sexuality and the dangerous dangerous temptress and kind of put, putting it mm. you know rather like living or somebody you know it's it's kind of it's 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 a way to kind of absolve responsibility for a man who you know can't can't keep his pants. Shut. Can't keep it in. <laughs> Can't keep it in. Um, you talk about what I find fascinating with the uh, warriors, which is women finding your tribe. Yeah, I imagine, but find your tribe. You speak to that a, a bit. I, I find that um, kind of pretty powerful and very interesting. Yeah, well, I I kind of. I, I like the idea of tribes. I like the idea of women bonding together and being a gang, being a girl gang. So, so 
you know, rather than, mm-hmm. than being singular. I think I think the power of female friendships, the power of of is it, just above everything. You know, my my female friendships are so important to me, and I think I think they're they're vastly underestimated in in society, and they're not reflected, especially female friendships. They're not reflected in in kind of a lot of contemporary culture. But um, the idea of mm-hmm. finding your tribe was kind of I like the idea of reading through this book and thinking, well, right, in my gang, I would have these are all the these are all the these are all the girls who I would have at my side on a night out or if if we if we're going into battle or or just day to day these are the girls I'd like to go and have a cup of tea with and um in the cafe in the morning and you know put the world to right so you know I, I think I'd like the idea of people get this book reading it and then picking out and thinking well yeah I'm so today I think I'm you know in my in my imagination I'd like to hang out with with um, Medusa, and I'd like to hang out with Berkta, who's a an ice goddess, a, a, a snow queen goddess, and I'd like to hang out mm-hmm. with the Fury. Perhaps I'd like to hang out with Inanna, who's a Mesopotamian goddess, and 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 then just drawing from each of those and taking elements of those and 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 taking from from the kind of the big big cast here, just picking out your own little rainbow of, of, of friends and, and of inspiration and your personal little gang and and these are these are the goddesses that make make me that that, that reflects my my views, my attitudes and how I feel as well. And how can women more connect with these goddesses once they start identifying them? What is the way um, through your book that you find women, maybe stories that you're hearing or ways that you have connected more with the goddess within or goddesses within aspects of you? Um, I, 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 I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm quite kind of, uh, I'm quite pedestrian when it comes to connecting with goddesses. I just, I read the stories, I research them, I find out, I, I read different stories about them, I read different takes on them. I want mm. to find out how other people saw them, why other people saw them that way. And and I kind of connect. I, I I want to get a 360 degree view of that goddess. I want to to circle her. Mm-hmm. And I want to know everything about her, all the stories about her. I want to know. I want to know why. What was her motivation? What? Why did she do the things that she did? And I I feel that that's the way that I connect them by by knowledge to them by by through knowledge of them and and just just so I I feel that I I know them and I feel personally connected to them because. I, 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 I've, I've read everything I can about them and I've read every, I kind of, I, I want to know how they would react in a situation and then bring that, bring that to my, my everyday life perhaps as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you're giving them new life, you know, a new avenue of expression. That's what, what I'm hearing in this. There's a new yeah. avenue of expression. That's a really and good way of putting it. Right, yeah. There's a new avenue, which I always think. Um, years ago, I used to do a, t- a tarot workshop, and actually did some stuff with this TV project, and we were in a redo uh, the tarot. And I was like, eventually, I said, all imagery and the meaning at some has to be updated. You know, obviously, some of the yeah. right because as we change or we grow and, and different identification. So I love this in a sense that you're, you know, doing that, that, that updating and new avenues, new ways of looking 
new avenues of expression for these parts because some of them have been such narrow, maybe even such a narrow lane of expression. Um, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, somebody like Medusa is, you think that she's such a one note, a one note character, yeah. you know. And, yeah. yeah. Dig back into her backstory, find out what what it was, what formed her, what was her motivation, why why she became why she became monstrous, and then and then you start thinking, well, what what is she thinking? What's what's her what's her life like? What what what's her motivations? Why is she so angry, and why does she react in the way that she does? And I think that's that's the kind of new avenues that you want to explore, that I want to explore, but also yeah, updating them and thinking think about them from kind of a modern perspective and what would she do who would she be in the modern world what would she yeah you know, what how 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 is her her character what who 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 embodies medusa in the in the modern world or who is called a medusa in the modern world or why are they called yeah. a medusa in the world and i think i think that's a really interesting way of looking at, at these stories is you know if they're around now who would they be and what who would who would, be? who would be yeah who would they be this would make a fan. Your book would make a fantastic play. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all illustrated as well. I love the fact that you uh, Harriet Lee Marion illustrated it, and the illustrations are so beautiful that they just kind of pop off the page. They're so and they're so mm-hmm. serene wrong and I think that's a really important part of it too in that you you look at these at the portrayals of these women and and it's they they are so the imagery is so strong that it kind of makes you want to know more about them and draws you in a bit as well mm-hmm. well and like you said and Tammy saying in the chat right now the power of the female friendship you know that's yeah female coming together um and, you know, and the books like yours help with that divide, too, because at some point there was this division, especially when people, when we get married, you know, you go off with the husband or the husband's family, and and then sure. there was, it was thought for many years, these lesser relationships, like the friendships were lesser. I remember hearing that, yeah. someone telling me that, well, now you're married, it's a less, those, those are lesser relationships, and they're different, but they're not lesser I know. I mean, you know, some of these friendships people have since you know early childhood, and and to suddenly mm-hmm. be expected to cast those relationships aside in in favour of you know this big grand one relationship is 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 kind of it's it's it's, it's a, a little bit unreasonable if anything, mm-hmm. but, and and and, mm-hmm. and also your female mm-hmm. friendships make you make you stronger, and 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 I think I, th- I think. People are starting to appreciate that now. People aren't, you know, people get married or enter a relationship. Um, they don't get, they don't close down so much. You know, they stay open to to their friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's a healthy healthy way to be. Yeah, it's healthier now. Yeah, we're on that trajectory. But of course, I always say, in order to to live the update, the up leveling, the updating, the, the revising. We have to have things in our modern culture through media, different forms of media that um, reflect this 
the new thoughts, the new ideas, the new paradigm, the new imagery or pictures. Um, I guess to, in a sense, right, to, to assist it along, to assist not only the concepts, but how those concepts are visualized and lived out. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, I think, and I think it's, it's above anything, it's, it's fun. It's fun to reimagine these goddesses and update their stories and kind of, and, and, and look at new takes on them. And, and I think some things can be discounted, you know, the kind of big, Thor movies and 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 comics can be discounted as as lowbrow, but actually, you know, their 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 retellings of these stories are just just as valid as, yeah. as kind of as as all the retellings down down the years. Because the, the point of these stories is that they're fluid and and they do change, and and it's it's a joy that they still they are still being told, and it's 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 exciting that they're still being told, and. And I kind of wanted. That's what I wanted to reflect. It was. It was this, how these how these goddesses evolved and evolved and are still evolving. And and you know the the kind of the explosion of of popular culture over the last kind of you know fifty hundred years and how how those how how they're seen now and how they they fitted into our modern age and they're still here and they're still relevant and their stories are still alive and gripping and colourful. Yeah. Well, our societies are based on it. Um, oh, this has been a very enlightening conversation, Kate. This is really, um, I love what you're doing. This update, I just think it's phenomenal. And I thank you for thank being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It's been really brilliant, really interesting um, discussion. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yes, me as well. Come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, that was Kate Hodges. You can find out more information by going to katehodges.org. Uh, she's also at on Instagram, the Kate Hodges, and Twitter, the uh, Kate Hodges also. And we were talking about warriors, witches, women, mythologies, 50 fiercest females in a modern retelling of the world's greatest legends. Um, and it was just out. It's recently out just this month. So um, pick up a copy. I love archetypal. Of course, with all the work that I do, uh, the Jungian work, the, the dream work, uh, the hypnotherapy, the different types of hypnotherapy, we had to study um, myths, archetypal uh, imagery, the, the, the gods, goddesses, because our whole society, societies, not just ours, but all societies are based on these archetypal energies, these animating energies. So, and we are in a paradigm shift, so there is this restructuring, right? This updating, as Kate had said. Wow, what a great conversation today. And in the chat, so much, so much. Um, okay, so let me recap a little bit here. Uh, if you want to... Dive in with me this weekend on Saturday. I'm doing a tele-workshop on using your intuition and using it accurately and how to decode it, um, as well as connecting to the quantum step our messages. If that interests you, you can go to soulplayground.life, go to the events, tele-workshop section. Um, I do believe there's posts also on Facebook and then also eventbrite.com. Um, so if you're interested in that, 
Also, please do check out my um, interview empowering conversation uh, with, with Maria Menounos on Better Together with Maria, available on all podcast platforms, but also on YouTube. Go to Better Together with Maria on YouTube, and uh, you'll see the video. And uh, you'll see me there chatting away. Hello, chat, 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 sharing my insights and info. Um, yeah, let me know how you like the interview. And, of course, please subscribe, connect, join um, Soul Insights with Michelle Lachey on YouTube. And Awakenings Group, which is really growing, and there's so much great information and insights. I get so inspired on the, our Facebook page, um, our group page, our community page some great artists as well. And then connect with me also on Instagram. Okay, I think that covers it all, you guys. I think it really does. I think you guys are all so special. And uh, thanks for spending your time with me this way. And uh, again, for all things Awakenings, go to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and keep away. I'm getting woke and staying woke. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you woke?